podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is the second generation sensation, Brian Hardy, and you are watching the greatest YouTube series of all time, Stu's Wrestling Podcast. (laughs) You're listening to Stu's Wrestling Podcast. It's time for British Wrestling's sharpshooter, your host, Stu Palmer! I just got this feeling That I've never ever had Who am I believing? Can you tell me again? My guest for this special episode is Kevin Kellum. He is an AAW Live backstage interviewer. He also does podcasting as a host for Sports Kida, but he's come on primarily to promote AAW Live's Jim Lynham Memorial Tournament over two nights, this Friday and Saturday, and also a special Saturday afternoon attraction matinee show from the Berwyn Eagles Club, Friday and Saturday, and on Fight TV at $29.99. There is a 16-person tournament, including Josh Alexander. Kurt Stallion is on the card as well. Alexander Hammerstone, Lance Warner, ACH, Myron Reed, Daniel Garcia, to name but a few in this tournament. And you can also get your tickets with $5 off with the code AAWFAMILY. So let's get into the episode with podcast host for Sports Keeda and host of AAW for the backstage interviewing Kevin Kellum. Enjoy. My guest today is none other than Kevin Kellum podcast host for Sports Kida and AAW's backstage interviewer. You wear many hats, sir, but you're here primarily today to promote mm-hmm. the huge weekend of action for AAW Live. So, yeah, we have got, obviously, the Gin Line Memorial Tournament over two nights, showcasing 16 of the best in pro wrestling, which we will get into. And also, there's another card on Saturday afternoon in America, with the ladies as well, Hell Half No Fury. So there's a lot going on with AAW Live, and I'm looking forward to hearing a bit more about what's coming coming up over the weekend. So much, man. It's three shows uh, worldwide available on Fight.tv. Uh, I know you guys have that platform there as well. A lot of people get all elite wrestling on there, but you can get a lot of great independent pay-per-views. Uh, I would say if you've never uh, experienced AAW, this is a great jumping on point, especially with this two-night tournament that we have that has talent from WWE. ACH is going to be on this. Uh, Josh Alexander, who briefly just held the Impact World <laughs> Championship, will be in the tournament as well. Mance Warner from MLW will be on this. Lee Moriarty, who just signed with All Elite Wrestling, is going to be on this. So uh, we also have uh, on these shows as well, Fred Yehai, who's the AAW Heavyweight Champion. The winner of this tournament gets a shot at him at our show coming up called Windy City Classic. That's our big year-ender. Uh, but this lineup tournament is named after our founder, or the founder of our promotion, AAW, uh, and he really got it going and made it into this big, big thing. Uh, for our friends in England, I know we have a lot of people in England listening. Um, AAW, I would say, is, is the ICW of the United States. This is a huge launching pad for pro wrestlers. Seth Rollins came through here. Kalisto came through here. Uh, Ruby Riot came through here, started here. We're talking wrestling in two, 300 people. And the cool thing is now we get to go back to our original venue, which is the Berwyn Eagles Club. So we're going to have like some talent you're going to see in football stadiums <laughs> in a couple of years, or you're going to see an arena next week, but they're going to be wrestling in front of two or 300 people right on top of the ring, all the action. Uh, plus we have that Hell Half No Fury show, which is going to feature Eddie Kingston 
if Fred Yehi can get through Friday, uh, he will be taking on Eddie Kingston Saturday afternoon, which I think may be a little bit more of an inviting card in terms of time for our friends in England. That show is going to air at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, our other shows, both the, the, the uh, tournament cards, are going to air Friday night and Saturday night at 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. Incredible, you know, just to think from, you know, from tomorrow and Saturday, how much content there is going to be. And also, I've seen it's $29.99 as well. And, and that For the whole bundle, too. And if you want to which, buy the shows individually, you can do that, too. So which, you, you can watch the shows any way you want. What a price point that is for the amount of wrestling you're getting. And, you know, you know, across the board, I think, you know, opening up, opening up Mance Warner versus Josh Alexander first round match. That's a dream match, if ever there was one. What, clash what of styles. Match. Absolutely. Just a total clash of styles. Uh, Absolutely. I, I have, I've gotten to do more work on camera with Mance Warner than most uh, of the stars. I haven't been able to do anything with uh, Josh, and Josh is a little bit more cool-headed. He enjoys speaking to the camera. Mance enjoys riffing it up with somebody, and I was doing a promo with him in our last show where he they did away. His, him and his tag team partner, Mance Warner, who's, uh, excuse me, uh, Manders, who's also going to be in the tournament, uh, they were bloodied, but they were happy because they just defeated someone, so they're all riled up for this tournament. And I'm pretty sure he got blood on my suit. And Mance didn't care that he got blood on my suit. He just walked away and he was drinking beer covered in blood. <laughs> uh, he is that type of guy. Uh, he's two different types of personalities. Josh Alexander is a wrestler's wrestler. Mance Warner is a fighting man. Fighting man. He is. He is. There. He is rough around the edges in every single way. Brings it to the pay window. Uh, they will lay their stuff in. The first round of this show is stacked, and this is one of those matches where I'm just like. Wow, how did this get seeded this way? Because you have two guys you'd want to see go to the finals. I think they're both kind of fan favorites at the same time. Uh, but as with AAW, we're like ECW. These guys are going to lay it out hard. Like this, this is uh, TV 14 wrestling, and you're going to get it from both guys too. Absolutely. And Mance Warner, one of the best promos in wrestling yes. as, a, as a whole. MLW, that man can talk. talk. It's not, that is not easy to do. To get yourself across, get the get the persona across. He is he's he's underrated. He's underrated. Oh, he, as a get... talker, I, I would I would say absolutely. Like and mind you, the work I get to do is is almost promo driven, exclusively promo driven. I get to see the guys talk almost more than I get to see them wrestle. And man's for uh, without a shadow of a doubt is one of the best talkers in the business right now. We'll talk about Eddie Kingston coming up here in a little bit too, and he's in that same vein, and he got started with AEW as well. Absolutely. Moving on to the second match in the tournament, we've got A-Rez. It's his debut in the tournament against a former guest of Stu's Wrestling Podcast, Myron Reed. I had Myron Reed on earlier on in the year. Fourth appearance in the Memorial Tournament for Myron Reed. So he, he's a bit of a veteran in terms of tournament standing, isn't he? Uh, Ares is coming in with a lot of lucha pedigree. Uh, uh, he he has come up with a, a lot of different people. Laredo Kid, Dragon Kid. He's he, the pedigree is there. So I mean, obviously a debut in a tournament, but this guy is a high end lucha performer. Then you have somebody who can do the high flying as much as anyone else, and Myron Reed. Uh, but Myron has has captured almost every title in AAW except our Grand Heavyweight Championship, our AEW heavy, Heavyweight Championship. And I think he has a lot more to prove in this tournament than he says. He's been cutting some really salacious promos saying that if you were sleeping on me after I've lost the title, if you were one of those people who thinks I'm just this guy who's like holding my spot, no, I don't intend to do that. Uh, and and I think, I, I want to say I'm going with Myron in this match, but, you know, crazier things have happened. The Young Goat as well, you know, he, yeah. does, he, he goes by the Young Goat moniker. 
So he he's got he, he's one of my ones to watch. You know, it's it's a fourth appearance. I think he could be. I think he could be one of the standout performers out of the sixteen guys initially in round one for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, this isn't an easy tournament to pick. If you're a fan of like things like the G One and New Japan Pro Wrestling, this is something that makes it fun. Uh, we have a preview. It's up as well for our uh, email subscribers. Also, uh, if you know anyone at watching in the United States, you guys want tickets. We're selling tickets for the show as well. You can get a promo code five dollars off your ticket if you're coming up to Berwyn, Illinois, in this in the states. Uh, get five bucks off your tickets. AAW family. I, I, if I didn't say that, yeah. I would have forgot about it. So, I, yeah, I have my notes down. in front of me. I have written <laughs> thank, that down. As thank, well, thank, thank, you. thank you as well, Stu. You're flying you over for the show, Stu. Uh, I, I'd, I'd love to, but I'm, <laughs> I'm going right. to. Uh, we've got a promotion over here out of Liverpool oh. T- TNT. And All right. Got, the promoter Jay is doing Extreme Fields. It's like a play on a music festival known as Cream cool. Fields. Yeah, so we've got we've got rock bands uh, on one floor, yes. r- wrestling on another floor, and um, not just TNT people. There's about another five or six promotions from that's the UK awesome, man. In. And yeah. Uh, yeah, and then there's people obviously selling merch upstairs on the other floor. Uh, another podcaster's doing some bits. So it's yeah. unfortunately I am out at a show myself. Oh, that's okay. But, <laughs> but I will. But I will. That sounds like it. an awesome thing. I work in rock yeah. radio. I'm a DJ for two different rock radio stations here in town. And there's some great festivals. I know NXT did the download a few years ago. Uh, and I always thought like there should be more stuff like that. I would, I would, you know, you go to a rock festival, there's always like these sideshow things. I was like, pro wrestling would be the ultimate sideshow to put on a rock festival. The fact that you get to do all that on one show is really, really cool. They go hand in hand, the music and the, and the wrestling. We know that, don't we? You know, entrance. If I wasn't or... covering these shows, I'd want to watch that show on it. Absolutely. TV. Absolutely. Now, the third match. And this guy, this guy is another standout guy, one of the best heavyweights a- across the globe. Now, I- I've got I've to give him his due. In MLW, you know, he's captured gold in MLW. Underrated, in my opinion. I think he should be on a, you know, on a bigger scale than he is, but you know, plenty of time for that. It's Alexander Hammerstone taking on Manders. I don't know too much about Manders. So I can tell you plenty about Manders. Fill us, you fill, fill us yeah, in he- about him. He is the corn belt cow- cowboy. He is the the hard guy you see at a bar in the Midwest in the United States, and you just look at him and you know he played football. He could probably still play football now. He could probably beat up everyone in your family and and probably walk away with your sister at the same time. He is that guy. Then you talk about Hammerstone, who is just a beast. Uh, I mean, he he is cut out of granite. He is doing some incredible stuff in MLW, as you mentioned. Uh, there is their champion. So that's another thing worth talking about. We have champions already in this tournament. Uh, and it's a who's who. As we start to run down these names, it's going to get even crazier. And also this first round is wild because every single match is not easy to predict. This is another one where I'm saying the same thing. If Manders walks out of this with a win over Hammerstone, up until he could potentially win the tournament or get the AEW t- championship out of this, right? This would be the biggest win of his career so far. Uh, you know, and I think that's a huge test already. If he gets out of this and, and doesn't even win the tournament, well, he beat he beat the standing MLW champion. You know, I mean, he beat Hammerstone, and I don't think Hammerstone's a, a pushover. I don't think Manners is a pushover. I know more people know Hammerstone, a little bit more familiar. Uh, I'm going to tell you, Manners is going to prove something to you. He's been tangling with people all across the world, all the big names. Uh, this is a more a test, I think, maybe for Hammerstone coming at somebody he's heard about, who's coming at him harder. And Manders is a little bit more here to prove. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna make the long bet. I'm gonna go with Manders. Go with Manders. That's, that's this, I, bold. Talk, I saw him that's take bold. a Death Valley driver off a cherry picker, 25 feet in the air, 
Uh, and this is when we were doing our shows in the pandemic and he rolled with it. <laughs> and like, he was just like, okay, all right, this hurts, but uh, I'll have a beer after the match. And he was casual about it. And uh, the second gear crew, man, he's going to kick it up. It's going to be something special. Absolutely. Hammerstone, again, probably one of my favorites out of, out of the 16. Absolutely. Moving on again, Kevin. Lee Moriarty against Ace Perry. Now, I'm not too familiar with these guys. Lee Moriarty, AA Pro and tournament debut. As with Ace Perry, it's his debut in the tournament as well. So if you could fill the viewers, listeners in sure. about those Lee, two guys as well. Uh, Lee Moriarty is coming in with a, a lot of hype on him. He's had a lot of high-profile matches, recently signed with All Elite Wrestling. Uh, but thankfully, you know, this is a commitment he can make and still do as an All Elite wrestler. We also are going to have Eddie Kingston on these cards as well. And it's interesting to be able to have those guys who are already on that big national television platform. Uh, and then they come into this and there is this sense of, well, are they still dialed into that gritty underground wrestling vibe that AEW provides? You've seen that before, too. Are they going to lose their edge? I don't know if Moriarty is going to do that because he's going to take on a pretty outlandish guy. Ace Perry is outlandish in the, in the biggest way possible. He is a guy who could take the beating of his life, get squashed in a match and still think he won somehow because, oh, his hair looks good. <laughs> and that's the type of guy that Ace is. Uh, and uh, and he's always he's his number the number one cheerleader for Ace Perry is Ace Perry, and we'll see if if that act can somehow get past Moriarty. Something makes me think that it's Moriarty's match to win. Just my case. I don't know. I don't. I, if Ace sees this, Ace, I'm sorry. All right, I'm sorry. I'm just being honest with you, buddy. I'm in the loop now. That was well surmised about <laughs> those two guys. Yeah, I'll be honest. If I don't know somebody, you know, sure, I'm pretty, I'm pretty decent. I'm pretty decent with people I know and who I don't know. But and, and the, these, if these are guys you've heard about but you haven't seen, yeah. this is a great jumping on point. You know, Absolutely. if if you're waning on what's going on on some other shows you're watching, and you just want to jump into something. This is the perfect show to do it. Perfect. Into match five. Now a well-known name across the globe of wrestling. It's ACH. Like the young goat, Myron Reed, it's his fourth appearance in the Jim Lyon Memorial Tournament. And he takes on Davey Vega. I'm not too familiar with sure. Davey Vega. So here again, you. Kevin. Absolutely. Fill you in. Fill you in. Davey Vega, one of the vet, one of the vets of AAW, former AAW tag team champion. Him and his tag team partner, Matt Fitchett, who's also in this tournament. Uh, Fitchett has hit, had some big hits here recently with Ollie Wrestling. David Vega coming off of an injury himself. He has a new manager, Johnny Bravo. You may have seen him on Impact, and Johnny Bravo's got his ear. I don't know what type of mindset Vega has right now, but you have ACH, who is always determined. I've never seen him in a match where he isn't determined. Despite all the other things you may think you know about ACH and that you've read on the internet, he is always determined. He was always dialed in. The bell rings. He's ready to go. Go, go, ACH, right? People chant it, and he is the go machine. I, I've, I've seen him have more outstanding matches than most people, and I think there's something to be said for what happens with Vega. If Vega doesn't win this, is, is having a manager like Johnny Bravo a good idea? Because, uh, you know, I, I don't want to say he's been on a skid, but like, I don't know. Something makes me think maybe, maybe this is a point for Vega to figure out his own path and not, you know, have someone in his ear all the time. That's cool. That's cool. So, yeah, and match six, match six. Daniel Garcia. Now, I'm right in thinking it's AEW's Daniel Garcia, aren't I? 
You are correct. I, I'm on the button. He's had some big matches. He's had CM Punk as well, as we know, in more recent times. Against Thomas Shire, both men, it's the debut in the tournament for both guys. But, you know, Daniel mm. Garcia has been in with a calibre of guy, as we know, on AEW. So where are we going with this one? What are your thoughts and feelings on this match? I, I'm a fan of Thomas Shire. I spent some time with him backstage. A very humble big man who is a throwback to 1970s big men, 80s men, like a big John Stunt, if you will. Uh, a Dan Severn, if you will. But you cannot deny the the limb manipulation, the technical acumen of one Daniel Garcia. He uh, recently has beaten some of the best technical wrestlers in the world. Uh, and technique sometimes can beat personality for the most part when it's, when it's truly on point. Daniel Garcia has been on point. You've seen him have some huge moments on All Elite Wrestling, and I think he's not going to get blurred out by the lights of the big time coming into the uh, the intimate grittiness that is the Berwyn Eagles Club. $1 beers and fans chanting uh, outrageous things at him on top of the ring. Garcia is going to be stone cold. Garcia is the guy to beat. I think Garcia is one of the sleeper guys in this tournament too. Absolutely. A lot, lot of respect for him and what he's been up to. And moving on to match seven, Jake something, second appearance in the tournament against Matt Fitchett, a man you spoke about just previously, his mm-hmm. third appearance. So another another big match for match seven of the tournament. Uh, another hard pick. Uh, you know, Fitchett had some big hits recently and performed uh, at AEW's big uh, Last Dance show at the United Center in front of 22,000 people and still was still ready to go when I saw him at recent AEW events. Uh, it t- did have a hard go of it at a most recent show. I understand there was some possible injury, but I don't know if I'll, I'll distinct this. You don't want an injury going into a tournament. You can get an injury in a tournament, maybe figure it out while you're doing it, but you don't want one going into it. Uh, as far as I know, Fitchett is is ready to go. So he, he wouldn't be on this card if he wasn't. Jake, something, though, that guy's been an impact. He's been in there with some of the big dogs in Impact Wrestling. You know, uh, cameras on him don't don't rattle him. You know, this this guy has a chest uh, wider than a tank, and can and he can move faster than a Ferrari. Uh, I, I'm, I'm thinking, I want to say, if, if there's a chance that Fitchett and his former tag team partner, his former besties in the world tag team partner, Davey Vega and him can face each other, that would be compelling. That's a story I would want to see play out, right? Former tag team partners mm-hmm. now fighting each other in a tournament mm-hmm. and, and going for something as individuals is when they used to be a team. That would be intriguing to me. Uh, but then I also at the same time think Jake something is due. He is due for some some big moments in AEW. He's had some shots at the world title, our our world title, our AEW heavyweight championship. But I don't know. I, I think there's something compelling about Fitchett and Vega facing each other. Absolutely. It could be new narrative there with the tag team guys as well. You know, we got some new stories, which is always Give great me a good story. <laughs> Give me a good story, baby. It's not, it's not just about the moves, is it? It's if you can tell <laughs> no. that story in between them ropes. You know, I, mad respect for these guys, what they do. Incredible, incredible. And the final match, I would be remiss to leave this one out as well. I'm presuming he's called Schaff. Yes. Schaff, yeah. The, Schaff. the baddest, the baddest MFR in professional wrestling proclaimed, self proclaimed. Uh, I mentioned a big boy that Jake something is. Uh, Schaff, also. Yeah. Also a very big boy. Also a very, very big boy. He is a, he is a huge, huge gentleman. Very intense. Uh, we have a lot of beef. Now, a lot of people say about independent wrestling, the guys are small. We have a lot of beef in this tournament. There's a lot, there's a lot of big boys in here. You know, a lot, a lot of people who would uh, be very okay wrestling a bear, I would say. We have a lot of potential <laughs> bear wrestlers on, the, on this card. Absolutely. Against Hakeem Zane. So there again, Kevin, 
Where do you see this one going? What could potentially well, I happen mean, I in mean, this bout? Uh, Hakeem Zayn, you'll be familiar with him as Rohit Raju from Impact Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously in AEW, when, he, when he's under the Hakeem Zayn moniker, he isn't any less manipulative or, or, or uh, cunning in what he does. Uh, but he's no fan favorite. You know, he's no fan favorite here. Shaf has no, has no problem when the fans say kick someone's ass, kicking someone's ass. Uh, and Hakeem Zayn has no problem making the fans angry when he says he's going to make the fans angry. So I'm more inclined to want to see Shaft decimate this man. But, uh, you know, Zane is, has been heritage champion. He's been all these different things, and he's been able to do it because he's got this up here. He, he's always got maybe a couple moves ahead. I don't, want, I don't want Shaft to hear this. I hope Shaft doesn't see this, but something, <laughs> makes, me think, something makes me think that Zane gets ahead of him. I don't, I don't know why. You know, you don't get to see everyone you like advance, so I kind of have to take my bet on who's going to be the one I don't like. Uh, I, I'm being objective as a broadcast journalist. Uh, but as now I speak to you as a fan that I would my my th- I'm thinking something's going on with Zane. He's got some game plan. He's got something to make himself scamper through this whole thing and then run through the legs of the stallion while he's while he's on the ground. You know. I like how you're willing to stick your neck out here for this tournament. Well, the thing is, I got to go to this show, and they're going to hear what I say, right? And they're going to be like, uh, "I heard what you said, Kev. You said I'm not winning this match, and I have to deal with that." Absolutely. Also, all these matches going down Friday night. The matches we're running down here, these are all night one, and then night two will be the rest of the tournament. So you're going to see multiple matches here. Fantastic. What, what, you know, what a great. What a great tournament, top to bottom. And also, Fred Yehi will defend the AAW Heavyweight Championship on the card. We've got Gringo Loco. A lot of people will be familiar with him from MLW. And mm-hmm. frontman Jarzy on there as well. And also, an alive tape-in from 7pm, Storm Grayson versus Trevor Outlaw as well. Can't leave these guys out. It's not just the tournament, is it? No, we, we have a lot of uh, young talent that comes to us as well. That's what we're doing with the AAW Live Show. That's been our web series that we launched during the pandemic. And that allowed us to kind of figure out how to keep going through the pandemic and even doing shows with limited audiences. I think at one point we were doing shows with 25 fans. And then as things got safer, we went up to like 50 and then we scaled back for the winter and then we came back. So, I mean, it's been a very challenging time. Obviously I I know things in Europe are completely different, Um, but for us here in the States, it's still been challenging. It's still been a hard thing to be able to put these shows on. And we have a great team at AAW. There isn't just like one or two people. We have a full-fledged production. When you come to our shows, we have screens. We have, we have When you watch our shows on pay-per-view, it's going to feel like you're watching uh, almost uh, a, bit, a larger-scale production of an independent wrestling show, and it's going to feel like a TV show. You'll see promos. You'll see interviews. You can pick up the show and not know what's going on, but know what, what's going on once you watch it. You know, some, that's my one thing with independent wrestling. You watch a show, you don't know why people are having matches or something like that. Mm-hmm. The show just kind of happens, which is fine. You know, some people just have that. That's that's what it is. We take a different approach and want it to be as hardcore as independent wrestling can be. That's why we're the best at it. Then we also want to do a production element that makes it um, uh, slick and, and fl- flows through and anyone can pick up the show and anyone on the couch with you who isn't a wrestling fan wouldn't be lost on what's going on. They don't have to know the stars. They just know they're seeing stars. So, and I think that's what we're doing the best at. We have great producers, great commentary, Joe Dombrowski, Tyler Valls will be on the play by play. And I'll be watching it backstage with everybody else and cutting the promos and all that fun stuff. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a long couple of days. I got three shows in two days. And then we also have, you know, Saturday afternoon, the matinee that's going to be pretty, absolutely, pretty wild. Absolutely. Absolutely. Where's my boy Rico de la Vega and La Sociedad, La Sociedad Barico? I want to know where's my boy? Is he going to be on? 
I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan he, of that man. Um, Rico will be on the show. And I, I know you're friends with Rico. Absolutely, I am. Uh, but I can tell you, as someone who works backstage, I have to maintain all of my composure when speaking to the combatants uh, that uh, Axel and, and, and Rico are, um, I would describe as less than professional in their candor with me. Uh, they've made fun of my hair. They've made my lack thereof. They've made <laughs> fun of my, my, my suit or suits. All right. All right. They've said that I only have one suit, which is not accurate. Uh, and, and they've been very, very mean to me. And I, I am not saying in this fans bring the weapons match that you can check out on hell half no fury. That's our Saturday matinee show away from the tournament. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that I'm going to bring any violent blunt instruments that I can find in my own home to the Berwyn Eagles club. Like any fan coming to the show can do. Did you know that any fan can bring a weapon? That is literal. That isn't just slow. Oh, well, fans bring the weapon, but we're just handing them out to give to the wrestlers. No, 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 no. Fans can bring the weapon. We mean that. Toilet seats have been used, all right? Adult items that I cannot describe for, for possible younger ears have been used to battle opponents in an AEW fans bring the weapons match. Dare I say, I think we do it better than anyone else. And I'm, I'm not saying that I'm going to reach into my closet and grab something, but maybe you can, if you know someone, uh, if you have a kitchen sink lying around, you can bring your kitchen sink to the Berwyn Eagles club and it will find its way into the ring. Uh, and Christmas trees, video game controllers, it's all been used in, in a fans bring the weapons match. I'm rooting for Sky Blue and Christy Janes who are taking on La Sociedad Barrica. I'm saying that independently, uh, but I'm also saying as an interviewer, I'm also rooting for them. I don't mind. My, my bias is, is presented. I don't mind. Uh, I, I, I'm, I've dealt with these gentlemen a little bit too much. The possibilities, the possibilities are endless in terms of weaponry that could show yes. up in Berwyn. Uh, so just when you think everything's been brought to a show, <laughs> I, I'm sure we will see something very new that we haven't seen before at a weapons match, Kevin. Yeah, if you love your crazy, over-the-top stuff, this is where you're going to get it. <laughs> you're going you're to get something out there and weird, and we have no problem doing that as well. It's, it's, it's a, we have every slice of the pie. It's a buffet of, of violence. We're going to have all of it for you. At hell, have no fury. We've also got Kylie Ray, you know, a standout performer in women's Kylie wrestling. Ray, uh, unfortunately, Kylie Ray cannot perform in the show due to oh, medical okay. reasons. Why? So we, just, okay. we did have to make some changes. We're rooting for her. You know, we're, we have her back and everything like that, and she'll come back when she's ready to go. Uh, Allison Kay will be in action against Nicole Savoy. Fantastic Allison Kay, talent. you saw her uh, perform on Impact Wrestling for years. Uh, she came back recently, also did some stuff with Ring of Honor. We, we can talk about what's going on with them. Uh, and she's super dialed in. Allison's on a real ride recently. She took the belt off Chris Statlander. You've seen in All Elite Wrestling. And she's been on a real ride. A lot to prove. Even though she has the title uh, uh, you know, on her shoulder, it seems like she still has a chip on the other shoulder. Like, hey, I don't have this just because I want it. I have this because you said I could never have this. So now I'm going to prove that I was supposed to have it. And she's been feeling that way for quite some time. And I, I, I feel bad for Miss Savoy who's going to be in the ring with her with that attitude. Ladies wrestling, fantastic. You know, the, the level the level of performance now. You know, just when you think you've seen it all, I'm sure we're going to see, you know, some new new stuff definitely. And, uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of Alison K as well. I do respect the woman. So, AK yes. don't play. AK don't play. Pinky's up, dude. Pinky's up. Yeah. So, you know, if you can get to Boo in Illinois, if you can get to the show, fantastic. And you get your $5 off per ticket. 
with the mm-hmm. with the code as well as we've said AAW family. But yeah, Fight TV, what a fantastic platform as well, Kevin. Worldwide now, you know, incredible. So yeah, what what a two two day feast we're going to have. An yeah, and, and also, I mean, just thank thank you to Fight for giving us a platform to reach fans. You can also get our shows on high spots. We have our own on-demand library that you can subscribe to as well called AAW On Demand. It's all on our website, aawpro.com. Uh, and it's AA. I know a lot of people say yeah. AE. That, that happens yeah. a lot. But it's, it, no, don't worry. I'll be cutting promos backstage. And I'll make the same mistake. And they're like, we got to do another take. <laughs> so I was like, all right, yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's a really, really fun weekend. It's really, if you know anyone in the States, and send them in our direction. They're going to have a great night with us. Uh, Halloween weekend. This is the perfect pregame to any Halloween mm-hmm. stuff you're doing. This, if you're like, oh, I'm going out Saturday night, Friday night, join us. If I'm going out Saturday night, join us Saturday afternoon. Uh, even if you're just going to want to watch these shows, you can get them each individually. Or as we mentioned, we have that tw- we have that thirty dollar bundle. Mm-hmm. You get all three shows. So we're look- you're looking at like over six, seven, eight hours minimum uh, in three days, and you get the whole tournament. Uh, and if you can't watch it live, you can you get the replays as well. Uh, and th- and just thank you for letting me talk about it, especially the fans in the UK. And we know you guys are hungry for wrestling. We know you're waiting for that big WWE stadium show to be announced yeah. and all these different things. It's from what I know, that's coming. They I, I was t- they've yeah. they've took a backward step because if you when they spoke to Triple H a year eighteen months ago and SummerSlam was getting bandied around to be on. They're now looking, I think they're looking at what AEW are going to do, where we're going to get this big stadium show and, you know, big tour. They've, they've yeah. backtracked, they've backtracked, they're, they're, they're looking now at that UK show, which, you know. What, what do you, how, how much business do you think WWE would do? I mean, they did this loop recently, yeah. uh, what, a m- month or two ago. And yeah. Those shows did well, and those were not televised. I believe they did, I think, maybe one TV taping when they were out there. Uh, but they did really well, and, you know, I got to talk to Drew McIntyre uh, for Sports Kita right after Brilliant. that. Really? And and he professed that yeah I I want to do this major event I'm I'm emphatic about doing it it's going to happen I don't know how it's going to happen uh, he he emphasized something with the SummerSlam anniversary but they've already announced SummerSlam will be in the United States this year in Nashville Tennessee coming up 2022 but there is time frame for them to do something in September uh, which which has no designation some people would think that would be the long anticipated. UK stadium show from WWE, which I think is the way they should go. And they're back. They're back again next month that they're touring again in, in uh, November here. So they're yeah. back again. They're back again. Uh, they're very yeah. Hot, and they just announced some, uh, yeah, some NXT talent's going to be on that tour. Tommaso Ciampa, Braun Breaker, and Sami Zayn are going to be working triple threats on that tour that just came out today. Fantastic. No, yeah, good, good, times. good keeping us, good keeping us up to date there, Kevin. I appreciate that because I didn't know no that. Problem. So, Thank you, yeah. fella. Absolutely brilliant. Now, obviously, we're going to talk. There's been a lot of news with Ring of Honor. Uh, sad, yeah. sad news, actually, Ring of Honor, because it's been a staple for us since 2002. You know, I know it's changed hands. You know, broadcasters have changed. Um, you look at it, it was like, you know, the darling, uh, you know, that level of wrestling, wasn't it, for so many years. So many guys came yeah. through and then went on to the bigger companies. But yeah, uh, quite sad news, mate, on, on Ring of Honor, isn't it? Very, very sad. They announced basically everyone that's under contract right now with the company, and they are a contracted company. You know, there's some confusion about that. Oh, are they a per date company? They were for a long, long time. And the past few years, they're owned by a major television company called Sinclair Broadcasting Group, which owns a lot of syndicated TV stations. I wouldn't call them like a network. They're, they're a network of TV, but they're not like an ABC or an NBC that you guys hear about in the UK. They're, uh, they own a, a lot of media market television. And it's a big company, 
And Sinclair has them, and Sinclair's kept them going and, and does pay-per-views with them and has a lot of talent there. And But the major issue with them is there was a huge exodus of talent from All Elite Wrestling a few years ago when the Elite left them and the Bullet Club left them. And they still maintained a relationship with New Japan, but it wasn't the same thing because uh, you didn't have those talents that want to go back and forth. I mean, you're talking about a Ring of Honor show that were drawing like, you know, they played Madison Square Garden a few years ago. You know, but... W- and they weren't WWE. They did that with New Japan, but they played Madison Square Garden and sold it out. You know, and this is a major promotion that has launched the careers of almost every major wrestler that you see on television right now across the board has that has come up in the last five, six years. Uh, I'm not talking like your Randy Orton as you've seen us. I'm talking your CM Punks, your Brian Danielson, AJ Styles, you name Samoa Joe. They've all been through there. And, and it's been that promotion that filled that gap. Then NXT kind of came in a few years ago, and that kind of took some of them. And that, and there was some talent that you would see that would work, you know, Ring of Honor, and they would still get big indie dates, and they would have like set deals, date deals, and stuff like that. Now Ring of Honor wants to get competitive, and they lock people into long-term contracts that have exclusivity in them, uh, you know. And you had some guys from the UK that were working with them as well, and you still had the Briscoes there, still had, you still had some core players, they still had Jay Lethal, and during the pandemic. They did shows with no fans. They did shows with heavy testing. They were one of the first major promotions to do quarantining and testing and employ those things uh, slightly before WWE and AEW did, as far as I know. I'm not you know, quoting anyone on that. And I got to talk to Ian Riccoboni, and he was super pumped about how they handled things. And he said they were super, super safe, and they kept people employed when they weren't doing live shows with fans. They kept people under contract and paid people. They didn't lay anyone off. So getting to this point um, is worrisome. I think there's no way I'm not spinning this or anything. It's worrisome that everyone under contract with this promotion is going to work the final battle pay-per-view at the end of the year. And then they're all let go. You know, Bandito, who is the amassed, very elusive Ring of Honor world champion, he's already announced for three GCW shows. Everyone that's under Ring of Honor contract is now free to work anywhere. Uh, anywhere outside of the company. And you have some big names there. Dan Housen, who's very popular on the internet. He just did the Jericho Cruise. The Briscoes just won those GCW titles. So you have a lot of talent there. There's a lot of talent there you, that people are going to want. I tell you who I've rated for many years. I know we got the world title. He beat Cody 2017. Now it doesn't seem that long ago. Mr. Dalton Castle, one of my most... He, that guy... Yeah, the, the whole aura, the promos, he can wrestle, fantastic. I think um, he would he get lost in the shuffle at WWE. I don't think WWE have ever had anyone like him. You know, I, I think there's there's some guys, and then everyone's gonna say, oh, a lot of these guys are gonna go over to All Elite and this. I don't know if All Elite has the bandwidth no. for a lot of this. No, team. no, some they of them will, some of them will, and then also it's worth noting, Ring of Honor isn't like shutting down. Their statement says yeah. we're releasing everyone from their contract, yeah. we're reorganizing the company, and we're coming back in, in, in April, yeah. which means you're going to see them around the time of WrestleMania. My assumption is that they would, they would, be, they would have a show WrestleMania weekend, though they haven't confirmed that, but they want to come back in the spring. Uh, so I think there's going to be some talent that stays. I don't know if they're going to do contracts the same way they did before. I think that's a major reason for this. Uh, maybe it was a cost-cutting measure, but you're shutting down the whole promotion. That's really drastic. It's really, really drastic. Uh, and w- whether that was a Sinclair uh, call or an internal call, 
uh, with with their own management within the company isn't really clear. But it's just worrisome, you know, because you have a lot of talent here who, mind you, some of them are ready to go. Manny Leone has been with them for years, posted a picture of a bird flying out of a cage. So maybe her thing is, I've been here too long and I want to do something else. And you have other talent there. There's other people who have been critical of them. You know, Bully Ray was with them for years and he, he's been critical uh, of how they handled uh, him and some other people in the company. But then you also have, you know, the biggest thing in the company, the biggest act in the company, laughing, got big money contracts with Tony Khan and got the TV deal on TNT. And mind you, Ring of Honor is owned by a television company, but it's, it's on at different times all over the country. You don't get it at a set time and a set night. Uh, and so I think that's been an issue. It's been a hard issue for fans to kind of like, because you have this rhythm of I watch Raw on this night, and even if you're a hard, hardcore fan, you know, um, but it's worth arguing like, you know, they were drawing like, Right up until the pandemic happened, they were drawing good crowds. They were drawing like twelve, thirteen hundred people. Seg- for, for an indie, yeah. Segwaying into AEW, how many how many more names can they possibly sign? It, the roster, the rosters, the rosters chopped to bits. Kevin, they can't it, physically yeah. showcase people. Brian Cage has got lost a little bit. You know, yeah. um, people. Uh, what what a, what a great talent he is. They can't physically keep adding and adding. I don't think the roster's going to get too big. I understood they needed to go in for people initially to build the roster. And there's yeah. you know there's dark, there's elevation. You know, alongside dynamite, industry and- leverage. They wanted to leverage but people surely, to, to want to come to them. Yeah, surely that roster's got enough people now. They, they can't That's, keep cherry, yeah. cherry picking. And also, it's not like you're going to put any less time into the developed stars that you have. You I mean the core talent you have is now? There's a whole other core on top of it. The original, the original four or five guys, six seven guys you could build this company around were the Bucks, Cody, Jericho. You know, it's four or five people. Hangman. Uh, you had the elite basically all those guys were all there right uh, and then you throw in now the you, you have danielson is going to be there you have punk there they're huge moves right uh you have adam cole that's a lot of talent that comes in then you think of all the women they have too mm-hmm. so that's been a struggle for them is it's been hot and cold in terms of their presentation the women are they really into it are they not you know and now they have thunder rosa so they have a lot of people i just don't know if them bringing in a bunch of new talent right now is the thing for them to do. They have AEW dark. It is a strong platform. It is pretty big. Um, but a lot of people come there, work a handful of matches. And sometimes like a Matt Cardona don't, you know, figure into the long slotted plans for this. And I think that's all kind of okay. Cause you have people that kind of float in and out with it. And I'm okay with that. You know, Jeff Cobb, who's big in new Japan pro wrestling. Oh had, yeah. Had a, you know, well, tour of the islands, right? I love playing with him in Retromania. The Retromania video game is my favorite. Yeah. Um, but no, it's just to me, it's they got too much going on. And that isn't really a critique of them. It's just circumstantial. I don't I, I wouldn't want someone to go there who could be a world champion and isn't going to get the spotlight to do that. Absolutely. You know, it just just when you put it that way, that's what's mm-hmm. going on with Brian Cage. You know, it's Brian Cage crazy. got some shots, they did some stuff with him, mm-hmm. but then they brought in a bunch of other big names. And now you're gonna see a lot more Brian Anderson, CM Punk, and that's what fans want though, too. You know, so, so are you going to tell people no because you got a talent that you have to develop when you have your A show that you got to feature your A talent on? Or are you going to tell somebody like Brian Cage, hey, let's put you on dark all the time? I don't know. It's a hard thing to do. Absolutely. Now, be, we've got to, I think we've got to speak about WWE, specifically Crown Jewel. It was quite... There was quite a good, you know, amount of positive yeah. stuff about it going off the back of previous shows in Saudi Arabia. What were your thoughts on Crown Jewel from your personal perspective? You know, fan you, you perspective. Can sh- 
Uh, you can check out our review. Uh, it's up on our YouTube channel, our podcast channel as well. And I went in depth on it. I thought this was the best show that WWE presented in Saudi Arabia. The, uh, and the Saudi Arabia shows have the socio political specter over them with everything with the government and, and how those shows are handled and why is WWE doing this? It's simply too much of a thing for WWE not to do at this point, despite all those other things that they didn't sign up for. They signed a deal to do shows. So uh, that's part of it too. You don't want any more people to lose their jobs. They're going to keep doing the show. So I, I think when you tell people that like, Oh, okay. Um, but I also thought, you know, the fun thing is they, they presented women's matches on the show, two of them. And it is different to see the women, you know, their outfits are changed and different things like that. But those matches were presented as serious. And it was, this is this, but it also wasn't like, this is such a big deal. No, we, we've done it the first time before. Now we're allowed to do it again. And, and that shows a little bit more of WWE earning the trust of their partner in, in the kingdom to be able to do that. Also, I, I like that, you know, there's some critiques that, oh, um, some of uh, the, the elite people in the country and the government and all these different things, the socialites were, those are the people that got to sit close the first few shows. You looked at the crowd at this show, they were all hardcore fans with shirts on and chants. Uh, and, and also they're not jaded, like here in the United States, we're kind of jaded. They were into everything. This crowd was into everything that happened in the show. Uh, there was not, a, I wouldn't say, a bad match in the show. There's some matches that were certainly better than others, but there's some really, really outstanding good stuff with this. WWE pulled the trigger with Xavier Woods and made him the king of the ring. It's something fans wanted. They did it. They did it the right way. It made sense. Goldberg got to have a fun bang-bang match with, with Bobby Lashley, which played to his pace and didn't have him do anything he can't do and had him do everything he can do really, really well. Uh, so I like when they take a special attraction that has limitations, but makes them attractive, right? Um, and it was just some wild, wild stuff with Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. And some people thought Brock should have got the belt off of him, but that's you know, to come. That's we, to knew, come. we knew full well Reigns was retaining. Yeah. So who possibly... Yeah. Plus, can we get the Rock? Can we get the Rock back? Oh, can we I get mean, him it, back it, to it, have the two, the cousins I, collide? I, I, it, it sibling rivalry. Like, Simply yeah, rivalry, Kevin. It, it writes itself to have Roman Reigns, uh, the 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 hottest villain in wrestling, in all of wrestling. That'll be my hot take here. He mm -hmm. is a hotter villain than anyone in all elite or Impact or New Japan right now in terms of what he, the electricity he gets from a crowd with what he can do. And put it this way, they did SmackDown on network television, right? And they opened with a thirty-six minute promo, thirty-six minutes on television. But it worked because Brock's wrecking the ring and Roman's getting the heat and all these different things. And years ago, people were so tired of Roman and Brock and they were so over it. And you're telling us that Roman's supposed to be our baby face and we don't like it. Now it's a completely mixed up thing. And people love Brock and Roman and they can't get enough of Brock and Roman. Uh, and this will be, I think Brock and Roman is going to be what you get at WrestleMania this year coming up in Dallas. Uh, but there was some talk of the rock having some role at this year's wrestlemania uh there is some talk of rock having some role at this year's survivor series coming up in new york city at the barclays that would be the 25th anniversary of his debut in wwe at the survivor series as rocky Maivia. whether or not he'll be there physically there's going to be something some type of acknowledgement maybe you can plant the seed there uh, you're getting a Roman Reigns Rock WrestleMania match. I just don't know if you're getting it in 2022. I'm more inclined to think that you get it in Los Angeles in 2023. It mirrors 2011, how they did the build for him and Cena. 
as you say. Yeah, and you can do it. Talk- you can start it. You can start it at one yeah. mania and get to yeah. another. You could start it a little bit earlier than that and have it kind of hang over everything. The WWE's been spinning some plates with multiple storylines with Roman for a little while. Um, that would be kind of cool. Uh, if if Rock has a role at WrestleMania this year, uh, I would. I don't know if it's him in a match. I think it's maybe him in some other type of role. Uh, and and then you build to him in in, in uh, Roman next year or 2023. It's got the old school vibe about it, you know. Like I've been I've been watching since 1990 here in the UK. I want I want a long build. Sometimes it's too you know it's too too. Well, part, they don't, I mean, they don't I, give him enough. They don't give yeah, him enough that's time. Media though. I mean, the way we get our media is completely different. Yeah, like, there's so yeah. much more WWE to watch. There's a three hour show every week. They could cut a whole pay per view uh, promo beginning to end middle program like storyline in three hours if they wanted to and some fans who are younger who are in their teens and 20s would be okay with that people like you and i have been watching since like the, like no you have there's only four pay-per-views a year that's still in our heads we're still like that's the way the story is done it has to be drawn out and it for younger fans that isn't the case they want the payoffs a little bit sooner they want the t- they want the pages to turn a little bit quicker it's change. difference of opinion, change you know? it's change with the times absolutely Kevin, we'll go back to AAW Live. Let's give a plug for the free shows available on Fight TV. If you're in the vicinity of Illinois, if you're over in the States, head to Berwyn Eagles Club. I'll get my words out there. I got a bit tongue-tied. <laughs> you know, go to the show in person if you can. $5 off as well, which is a fantastic incentive. But $30 on Fight TV for the, for the world audience too. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, go ahead and check it out. You can follow us on all the different social medias. Look us up on Twitter at, at AAWPro.com. Links with the promo code there as well, AAWFAMILY. You can use it if you're buying tickets. The bundle, $30 for all three shows on Fight TV, and you're going to get well over, you know, I think we're going to do at least three hours on Friday. Some of these shows, may, you know, Fight's giving us a lot of luxury with that as well. Uh, plus, plus, for our fans, maybe you want to watch something a little bit more with your weekend plans in the UK. Join us at 2 p.m., 2 p.m. Central Standard Time on Saturday. That, that could be early Saturday night for you guys. Pre-game with that, then go hit the pub right afterwards. You'll have a great time. Hell hath no theory on Saturday afternoon. The tournament Friday and Saturday night. Uh, all the info on Fight TV. That's F-I-T-E dot TV. Same type of app. You order the big fights on and all the different stuff. We're going to be on there as well. Thank you, Kevin Callum. Podcast host for Sports Keeda. Yeah, so obviously we can find you there as well. And AAW backstage interview as well. I'm sure you are very excited for Friday and Saturday. I am. I wear dress shoes when I do these shows, but I think I'm going to get my steps in a lot. So I think I may just wear the soft shows. If if I have to do an in-ring promo, I'll wear the dress shoes. But I'm I'm going to wear the (laughs) tennis shoes, even though I have the suit on. It'll look silly, but if we shoot from here up, I'll I'll be okay. Stu, thank you so much. I've I've been able to talk to a lot of great UK wrestling fans. Uh, My my friends down in Bournemouth at Ministry of Slam, I've been able to talk to those guys. A lot of good, a lot of good lads, you know, family in Ireland as well. It's always fun to talk to fans. It's an international language, you know, it's an international language wrestling. And I'm so thankful you gave us the platform. What an exciting time for any pro wrestling fan. That's all I've got to say. Everything's coming back uh, internationally. Let's go, baby. So, yeah, man, this is what we get, wanted. Get, get your jab, point. take your test, wear your mask. Let's go. Let's go. Let's be Absolutely. safe. Let's do it. Let's have a fun time. Thank you for coming on Stu's Wrestling Podcast, Kevin. And I will speak to you in due course. And this will be out pretty much right after this. Cool. Thank you, man. Appreciate it, dude. A big 
thank you to Powered for TV for putting the episodes up on the on-demand service there. Big thank you to John Scott and Rich Crowhurst for all the support. Really appreciate it week in, week out. Nothing's ever a problem. Also, we're doing Powered for TV Big Fight Weekly, the MMA and boxing show with my cousin Rich and John have put on these first it's been fantastic with that thank you to Chris Dutton again as always for the superb editing I couldn't do this without him and fantastic job once again thank you to Mike Angus for the intro as always to the show you can find the Stude Wrestling Podcast merch at WrestleMerchCentral.com there is loads of stuff lots of different items that you can get mugs, hats face coverings, t-shirts, hoodies, even the new varsity jacket with embroidered Stu's Wrestling Podcast logo on it. Big thank you once again to Dean and the team for listing my products on there. Great work, great work. And we will see you soon for the next episode of Stu's Wrestling Podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network.